0: I'm sure if you thought really hard, you could remember a story from your childhood. One read to you, one you enjoyed reading yourself, or one that you heard someone tell. Can you think about why you loved it? Could you relate to the characters? Was there something hopeful at the end? Did you feel inspired? Stories are so, so powerful, but you may be someone who isn't quite sure how to share theirs, or even feel like it's worthy of sharing. But my guest today, Christina Sims, a personal branding coach and consultant who helps women differentiate themselves to monetize and magnify their brilliance, has some truly inspiring words to share today about how you can gain the confidence to use your voice and share your truth. It's time to grow into your glow. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode. I am here with one of the smartest women I've had the privilege of working with and knowing, and I could just sit and listen to her talk for hours. She is so well-educated on the topic of personal branding. And if you don't know by now, I am a brand photographer. So we talk shop and we just really get into it, but this isn't a business podcast. This is more of a transformational experience. And today I want to talk about the idea of storytelling and how we can not only use that in a business, if we do have a business, but also in our personal life and talking about how we can create a personal brand that we're proud of and willing to share, not only online, but in person too. So with me today, I have Christina Sims, who is, like I said, a personal branding expert, and I am so honored to have you here today, and I cannot wait to talk more about this idea of storytelling. So welcome. Thank you. You're going to have me start crying. It's too early for tears already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we might get into that a little bit later, considering the topic, but why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself what was your journey like to get to this point of where you are in life? And how did you decide on this path or career?
1: Right. So story on story on story for that one.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thank you again.
1: I am Christina Sims. Um, I specialize in personal branding and marketing and really It's really a full circle moment because my dream started with corporate. I'm actually from a small town called Connorsville, PA. I always say it's east of Mayberry because there were more cows than people. And (laughs) I was the only black woman typically in my class. So it was already culture shock to me, not seeing reflections and representations of me in a classroom. It was also a time where, I won't lie, racism was pretty high. So I was already raised with the mindset. I had to have a tough exterior and I had to be the best because I was always in rooms where I did not fit in and where there were people reminding me they didn't want me there or felt I belonged. So with that, I figured, you know what, if I'm not going to be popular or accepted, I'm going to be smart, move away, get go to this fancy college and, you know, become this rich woman. None of that happened. <laughs> <I> only, <laughs> none of that happened yet. Um, I ended up moving away about 45 minutes from my town, a town called Greensburg. I went to Seton Hill University. And although it was an amazing university, I just still found myself feeling out of place, but said, you know what, keep my head in the books. I ended up graduating with my master's degree in business management. And I landed within three years uh, my position as a COO of a digital marketing agency. And I was like, okay. I made it, I got the fancy title. I'm gonna have the fancy office. I'm gonna be managing people. Ha ha ha, you people make fun of me. You real made it. And I loved it. I felt finally like I had respect. I felt like I had a title and there's a circle circle moment with that as well. But what happened was a year and a half after I got the position, I learned I was pregnant. My husband and I were expecting our son. And me with my, you know, naive self thinking I can do it all. I love Wonder Woman, but idolized her a little bit too much because she actually had superpowers to do what she did. And I quickly found that life was really going to flip upside down. Long story short, uh, pregnancy was healthy all the way into the end. I was getting a routine stress test because he was late, like his mother. And <laughs> so they were like, we can't find his heartbeat." And I'm like, what do you mean? I can feel, I'm sitting there choking on my animal crackers and waters are stuffing me down with, and they're like, there's no pulse, there's nothing. And I'm choking at this point, like, no, I could feel him moving. So I was rushed by ambulance to the hospital and I was in labor for 20 hours straight because they were just monitoring, making sure they can get his heart rhythm back in place. And it was just this lull, I felt so powerless. And I am definitely a full-fledged Leo. Like we like to be in control of things and always know like, Everything that's happening, we can have the power to change, adapt, and even, to be honest with you, change it if we wanted to. And so I remember looking at my husband and the line flatlined. I'll never get that sound on my head. It was the most deafening sound ever. And my heart sunk again. And I'm looking at him like, what's happening? I remember a whole rush of medical crew coming through, shoving him out the way. And just whisking me away. The last memory I have is a blue sheet going over my head and nothing else. They had to put me under and intubate me to remove my son. By the grace of God, mm. he's here. Thank you for that. And I had this full circle moment thinking, oh my gosh, how small I feel in this world and how powerless I felt. And now I have this beautiful being I'm staring at. I'm like, how do I navigate now? Like, what? what everything just changed. Two right. weeks later told, you got to bring your butt back to work in two weeks or you don't have a job anymore. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I already felt powerless. I could no, no control over where my son was going to live or not. By the grace of God, my 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 Lord said yes. But now I'm being told by my boss, you got to come back or you don't have a job. And I was a breadwinner at the time. So I'm like, okay, um, we need money. We just added a new mouth to the house. He ended up having all these other health issues that came with him that we had to afford. A lovely new baby build we had to pay for, and I had no choice. So one month exactly to the day, I returned to work full time. Tears, tears! I kept going crying because my mom is getting those precious moments with my baby that are supposed to be mine, at least for the next then remaining weeks of that maternity leave that never got to happen. And from that point on, I was like, something has to change because I was quickly realizing the balance between motherhood and trying to be this career woman. Was not working, not at least in, in the manner I was working. And so I felt once again powerless. And I said, you know what? If I'm going to be living this story, I need my pen back. And so I ended up finding my business, Mom Meets Life, which I didn't know what it was going to be. I knew I wanted to leverage my talent, but I didn't know what I wanted it really to be. So I called it Mom Meets Life as a walking autobiography of me living out my story and trying to help other women because shortly after COVID happened everything shut down. I had so many friends that were entrepreneurs coming to me saying, I need help. My business is brick and mortar. I don't know how to navigate the internet. How am I going to be seen online? Because now there's all this extra competition since the world is shut down. So that entire year I spent working actually for free. And I don't regret that because these were women I admired who were out there just doing it. And through those conversations, I learned they were mothers just like me and they were making it work. They didn't have to choose between, am I going to spend time with my family or am I going to go out, work my butt off for a job that's not going to respect me, and have no time, just watching life pass by. And so I said, okay, I'm going to take a half a step forward because I am still a mom. I, I am risk averse. I will be the first person to make that happen. <laughs> so I, I I wish I could say one of those, I just left, Sam's going to bet on me and, and just see how it falls and lands, but no. I'm still, I still had one toe in one toe out, you know, and that was my path. And so that's really how it came here was I knew there were other women out there like me who wanted the power to choose what their destiny was going to be.
0: And so you do that through helping them tell their personal brand story. So I think that is so needed in the online space And, you know, for me, I, for many, many years and and still at this point, a little bit less than still consider myself a visual storyteller. Obviously I'm adding in some other pieces and parts to my business model, but I love this idea of storytelling. And I do that visually through my camera. That's how I'm able to help my clients, but you do it through what, mostly written word or how do you, Mm -hmm. written and vocal, love that. So what has your experience been like working with people on their personal brand stories? And after you go into that, I'm curious if you have a testimony from a client that you would like to share, because I'm all about real life examples. I want our listeners to be able to hear something and relate to it.
1: Right. So personal branding kind of came by accident. I worked in agencies for over a decade. So I really had this lovely breadth of experience that went from branding, PR, direct response, marketing, email marketing, fundraising, direct response, writing. So I got to see all different elements. And I was like, okay. I was always told you got to specialize in something. And I'm like, no, I like being aware of everything. And I remember actually my boss from two agencies ago was like, well, if you don't become a specialist at something, he gets like, then you're not going to be known. And I'm like, but yet y'all always calling me to do something and I get it done. <laughs> so, <laughs> plot twist. but I just always rejected that. And through me working with women, it was one thing to get their business out there, trying to get sales. I started to get to know them a lot deeper because I wanted to see what can we infuse here to stand out? And I've started going more and more and more about the personal branding because, yes, we know Target, Nike, Walmart, but that's a name. Very few times do we know the names behind them. The Russell Brunson's, the Steve Jobs, uh, the Brene Brown. We don't. Those are people who stepped up and like, how do we know them? And it's because of personal brand. And I discovered really that. And I'm like, I like that a lot more. And it was the human aspect of it. Like we were in a pandemic. Stuck in our houses. We had nothing else but to do, but to watch and listen. And I started hearing these stories of these women who have accomplished great things, but they ain't telling nobody about it. I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) What the heck? And it was a, you know, Taylor Swift's like, you know, stare in the sun, but not the mirror. And your girlfriend had to look in the mirror. I was doing the same thing. Same thing. I didn't want to tell anyone I had an MBA. I didn't want to tell anybody, you know, that I, I was actually a former Bible bowl champion. Yes, I am. I am a proud nerd. <laughs> and these women were making remarkable feats in their industries and just in their communities. Why? Because we as women were thinking and believing that humility meant we had to stay hidden. And so they were not finding these. I was like, if I knew about these stories, I would have felt inspired. And I was like, I can do it too. And that's when it was like clicking, like, okay, that's it. I love this personal branding aspect. now. I like it differently. The women I serve are not for attention. We understand we have to get that, the visibility factor to be seen, but we don't live for it. Mm-hmm. That was the big key. I'm not here for the ones who want to be the next Kim Kardashian. No knock, no diss towards her. That's great. She'd get in her bag. But we women I serve, they want to feel that their message is what is going to be you know, left behind. For me, I'm about making sure people are more impressed with what I have to say than what I look like but then it took another step further being confident in that i remember sitting in that classroom feeling completely out of place like i was the ugly one like i didn't belong like i was this alien in there and feeling like i wasn't worth being there and so that is really what i infuse into my business is being able to empower other women to be damn proud of who they are and use their voice cuz you got something to say someone out there needs to hear that i started learning our stories were a blueprint for someone else, you know? And so really one of the big things was one of my clients loved her to death, still to this day. She is, she actually works in e-comm. I typically specialize with coaches, consultants, and service providers, but she came from the e world. I could not ignore her brand. It was so infectious. It was her. She had this story where she was a single mom. She was working in the welfare office and all welfare, but saying, I have this dream. I'm going to become this amazing skincare cosmetic brand. And I was able to help her reach her first $10,000 a month, which was amazing. She now is purchasing. She actually just purchased her own storage (laughs) warehouse for her products. She was able to get her very first media feature. And it was, I was so happy for that, but she, through her story, she empowers specifically women of color that are over 40 to be seen, because typically we are not in the makeup space. It's like, okay, you get to about 30, you're talking about fine lines, and wrinkles. We have black women don't like have that as much. We get what's called hyperpigmentation. And so go to your local Walmart and Target, you ain't you're not going to find many women over 40. I'm not talking about Halle Berry. I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, we mere mortals, you're not going to see cosmetics that serve that. And so she decided she was going to fit that void. And what we did with her messaging strategy was letting her know I am here for people that that society marginally ignores. I see you. And there's something powerful with that. If you can find something that makes your audience feel seen, valued, and heard, you win. Infuse your story with it. Now you become the undeniable choice because no one can duplicate that. Nobody.
0: And I think that's the beautiful thing too about personal branding and brand stories in general is that it becomes less about the sales and less about the success i think as it as it does about connecting with people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you just you hit the nail on the head right there you know if if you feel like you're not represented then it's hard for you to connect with not only brands that you may see in a store, but with people as well. And I think that's the beauty of being able to create and craft these personal brand stories, whether it's related to a business or not. Because at the end of the day, you mentioned Brene Brown. I mean, what does she talk about? Connection, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And feeling connected to something or someone and i think that has become more and more difficult the more time people spend in the online space in social media we know that it's super easy to create this highlight reel or this yeah. facade the, these characters online and it's like who who is that
2: mm-hmm. is that
0: really someone that i can relate to so my next question is you know for our listeners as they're thinking about creating this personal brand story related to a business or not. I mean, what are some of the questions they should ask themselves as they start to craft this?
1: It starts with what do I wanna be known for? What do you want to be known for? Because the thing is your image should be the same and to your husband, to the woman at the grocery store, if you have a job to your employer, to your clients, they should all be able to say the same thing about you. One of the best ways to say, what would they say about you at your funeral?
2: That is one of the key things I know I am personally tied to that legacy. And more importantly, your why. Because it's one thing to know what you want to be
1: known for, but your why is what's going to keep you going when the days are tough when you're doubting yourself, when comparisonitis starts setting in, imposter syndrome. The why, I keep my whys around me everywhere. One, he's kind of tied to me, usually most days he's three. So that's an easy (laughs) one, but I, you know, I leave notes, tangible clues to me to remind me, why am I doing this? Because there's many days you're gonna not wanna get out of bed. And that day you may not get out of bed and that's okay. There's this this saying that, you know, you gotta still do it anyways. I'm a complete categoric against that. Take the break. Refinement happens during that break. And more importantly, what would you do if money wasn't a factor? Yes, we want to get paid and there's no shame in that. But the problem with that is when we attach it to the money, we're starting to attach ourselves to a value and you are priceless. And that's the important thing. So, one of the things I like to infuse in the personal branding is how do we ensure, how are we building this internal validation system at all times? Because if the money is not coming in, the likes aren't coming in, you can go on my, my Instagram. It ain't popping. I'm not viral. I'm not popular. And I'm all right with that. I will take profitability over popularity any damn day of the week. I don't care if only three people like me. And it's taking 35 years, almost 36, to Be at that point. And that's not something that has happened overnight. Actually, a lot of it happened these past few months. So no choice but to face myself. And that's a good thing. Because if we start putting, if we start giving other people the measuring stick for our value, we stop becoming immeasurable. And that's a that you, You cannot have that power in someone else's hands. You have to believe. And talk about sales is a transference of belief. You're not gonna make no sales if you don't believe in yourself. It's gonna come out any way, shape or form in your voice, in your body language and in inflections, in your tone, in your eyes. We have to believe we are worthy first. We have to disconnect from our rates. We have to disconnect from our titles. We have to disconnect from the likes followers and this viral nonsense cannot stand it. Cannot <laughs> stand. It.
2: We have to disconnect from the algorithm. when you die are they going to say oh yeah but she was viral oh yeah but
1: you know the algorithm loved her no <laughs> they're going to say i love this woman because she made me feel it was okay to be me flaws and all she helped me build generational wealth for my family she helped me stand toe to toe with people said that you're not going to be here you're not going to belong and say i damn sure are going to be here but you know what i don't belong at your table i built my own There's a seat for you if you're welcome and can take that attitude somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want your door. I got my own. You know, and so that's the really thing is the personal branding. What can you make people feel? People buy with their eyes and they buy with their
2: hearts. You get them with their hearts, you'll never lose them.
0: I love that so much. And I think one of the reasons i wanted to talk about this is because i feel like for so many years the emphasis was not on that and i don't know if it's maturity or if it's doing the work or what it is but i listen to you say those things and for me personally i believe them And I think I I say that because I want someone who's listening who can't believe that or can't imagine that for themselves to know that there is hope, that they can get to this point Mm -hmm. of standing in their truth, using their voice, and translating that into success, whether it's personal and and that's smashing boundaries and standing up for yourself or if it's in business professional sense where you're getting that promotion or that 10k month whatever it is that you've got your your eyes on but i i want people to like you said just kind of slow down and think about the things that, that really matter to them in life. Absolutely. I, I, like I said, I don't, I think for many years that was not the case. And 2020 was a lot of things for a lot of people, both Mm -hmm. good and bad. (laughs) But I, I try to remember that That was when a lot of this transformation and a lot of this work started for a lot of people, because it was almost like we didn't have a choice. We had to slow down and take a look at our lives and take a look at ourselves and say, do we want to continue living like this? Yep. Or do we want to stick up the middle finger and say, hell no, I'm moving forward and on my terms this is how i want to do it and if you're not there yet i encourage you to listen to the tips that you just shared and and your message because it is so so powerful and on that note i i know that you know we can speak about we can relate on some topics as moms as business owners branding experts um but there's one path I cannot walk with you on. And I wanted to hear more about your experiences as a Black woman in the online space, the digital marketing space. You hinted on it, you know, in your personal life, being in the classroom, being in your hometown. But I'd love to hear more about your experiences in the online space.
2: It's been interesting. Um
1: It has definitely been an internal journey I needed to walk and I'm grateful I am, I've been able to walk. A lot of it stems from, I frankly feel I was following the wrong people. And that's the one thing to be important about. Sometimes you don't feel you belong. Sometimes you're like, I don't understand why this is. And other times you're trying to figure out where, how should I show up? And a lot of times it's because you're called to be the first. And that's a very uncomfortable position to be in because like I said, I am not popping on the gram. I'm not popping on the talk either. My husband dies. <laughs> but I do so, go on my TikTok, you'll know
2: why. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of him. Anyway, so as a Black woman, it's one of those things that, again, representation.
1: When I decided to say I'm going to really pursue this with the business, social really started to pick up because we were stuck at home, and I was seeing all these women being successful. They're getting all these likes, follows, shares. You know, back when that mattered to everybody, right? And none of them looked like me, so I figured, okay, I'm going to have to mimic that too. And I kept doing that and realizing it wasn't working. My business made zero dollars. I'm talking about when I decided to say, okay. I'm, I already helped my friends. Now it's time for me to help myself. Money wasn't happening. And I'm like, WTF? My sister is one of the ones who liked my posts. One of my good friends liked my posts. I'm like, okay, love y'all, but y'all not my ideal customer here. You know, you're not my avatar. <laughs> Appreciate y'all make me not feel lonely on my lives. But you know, in the bank account, it was Cricketville. And so I kept getting frustrated saying, why is it working for them and not for me? And those them did not look like me. And one of the things I come got irritated with with there is a huge promotion saying you can just show up any type of way you know so they were there making bank in their in their pajamas and i'm like okay i can do that too Mm -mm. there is whether you want to agree with it or not we buy like i said with our eyes and in our hearts i know there's a movie it's one of my favorite movies of all time called a time to kill and in the end Samuel Jackson says, you don't see me as a man. You see me as a black man. And there's nothing wrong with being proud of being a black woman. But at the end of the day, I know unconscious bias is real. It's what it is. And so there still are times in turn, I feel like I've got to push it 15 times harder in order for me to be trusted, particularly online, because you don't know me. You don't, you, you haven't seen me, you know, and a lot of times, especially when I'm going to say I'm going to have the audacity to charge you a thousand dollars plus anything with a comma, I know what I'm worth, but because of what we're taught, we're taught usually to buy from people that we can relate to that look like us. I didn't look like most of the people that follow me. Don't sound like them. So I felt I always had to do this extra notch thin to be able to prove I'm worthy of the money. And I had to knock that ish off because I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm putting my, again, I'm giving the measuring stick away. That's a problem now. And now I know who I am. I know what I bring to the table. Don't buy for me because I'm a black woman. Buy for me because you believe in what it is I can do for you. And more importantly, what the beautiful work we're going to do for each other. But I do get very irritated when I hear people who are not of color tell women of color, just just, not just black women, women of color, you can show up any type of way in your business and make money because that's not the truth. That's not how society is conditioned. I get tired of this thing. Okay. Well, with the certain opportunities, if I did it, then you can too. Yes, we can, but there are certain obstacles and hurdles. I know I'm going to have to face it. There are things that have been barriers to me that have been stepping stones for other people. I don't try and fight against the institution, but I'm aware it exists. And I will tell you this: I have been passed over by so many different jobs that said, "Yes, you were qualified," but they knew other people. And I've been someone saying, "I don't, I don't want you to become my boss." Flat out, I'm like, "Oh, okay, wow." You know, so these are the conversations in which you know I never film a victim because I'm black. Never, never once but I am mindful of things. And so for me, I go build another way, but I am definitely understanding that my way might take longer. Um, And it does get frustrating a little bit when there's things that we do or say that aren't popular until someone who is not of color says it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like if I were to go on the gram or the talk and and do some of these trends. uh -uh. There is a bias. If you go on your TikTok, unless you're really instinctively looking at people of color, you don't see them on there. We're there,
2: but these algorithms are talking about no, they don't, they don't, they don't favor color. It's not popular. So what
0: what work do you do to overcome this idea of? comparisonitis or, you know, these feelings that are coming up when you are living in and working in the digital space. Mm -hmm.
2: It's really about
1: making sure that the image I put out is the one I want to see in the mirror, regardless if someone likes it or not. And like I said, it's taken a hard time to be there because I was conditioned I had to be, act, think, say certain ways because I knew if I didn't, I wasn't going to get the job. I've been told in different job places, I cannot have my hair in braids because it's not deemed professional. What? (laughs) I'm like, this is my hair. Nope, can't have it. I burnt my hair off actually trying to straighten it so I could actually apply the work rules. And... It's important to know you should not attach to what you should be. You need to attach about what you can be, what you want to be, because we're only here for a certain amount of time. And it just would be a tragedy to be anybody else. I mean, and it, it, it it's a domino effect. That's why I love even with coaching consulting because you're leaving footprints of your impact going forward. So by you saying, you know what, I'm going to be me, take it or leave it. Someone's going to see that, whether you said it or not, and they're going to say, you know what, I'm going to do it too. Because look online right now. Honestly, if it wasn't a business I don't want to be on social Media because everything looks and sounds the same. You see these little caption bubbles coming up now and they all look the same. You're seeing how many, you know, dance, Pop, lock, and drop, it's online. It all looks and sounds the same to me because everyone's trying to take a piece of a blueprint they thought worked for someone else and a piece of their image rather than just saying, I'm going to be the first. What happens? You remember the first, the first of this. There's a whole book dedicated to the
2: first or beating records. I don't want anymore to be a replica. I want to be the template.
1: But I don't want you to copy me. I want you to... Look at what I've done and figure out how can you do it for yourself. So, for me, I chose a way of using leveraging media when I was trying to get my way out there because we're going to Google you, for going to give you some money, at least you should. I
2: went that way because that way I felt, and no, that is what we cause. That is what we process as credible, but also as a way for
1: people to get to know me. And that's why, like, personal branding because. You're going to get to know me now. Most of my most loyal clients, I actually got to meet face-to-face or we had long, intimate conversations through DMs and then it became the client. And I wasn't talking to them to be a client. It's just how it worked out. And I was grateful for that. But that's why I'm like, i called the soccer mom of coaches, even though I don't play soccer, nor is my son, But, but I'm there cheering for you because now I know those things about you. We took time to actually get to know who we are. And that's a big thing. Take the time. Stop worrying about how soon to that lead
2: becomes a sale. Just be human and care. They'll come to you then. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I wish I could say there's a
1: special blueprint on how to overcome it. And there's not because everyone's journey is different. My walk's going to be different, you know, than yours and anyone else's. And it's about alignment for me. As long as I can say I can look myself in a mirror and I was a good person, I'm not responsible for what anyone else feels about me.
0: Yeah. And I I know you said there's no blueprint, but I feel like you and I are the living examples of inspiration and guidance because of our willingness to use our voices and share our stories. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it takes at the end of the day, you know, these, these secret formulas, you know, um, these, these, Blueprints. Packs, like, yeah. <laughs> um, to, to an extent, yes, it's, it's good to have some type of guidelines, but you need to feel inspired and you need to feel motivated. And that comes from looking at other people who have gone before you. I think there's a third one too. Discipline. Discipline. Yeah. (laughs) You
1: have if if you don't give, I must be frank, if you don't give a shit about yourself, no one else is going to do it for you. Period. That's the post. So motivation runs out. Like I told you about those days you don't want to get out of bed. That's when motivation is out the door. But you have to have the discipline to care about yourself. No different. They tell us entrepreneurs, you can't expect people to care about your business more than you do. You have to make the discipline, committed action to show up for yourself. You have to believe you are worthy of greatness. You have to believe you're worthy of abundance. You have to believe you're worthy of being worthy.
2: <laughs> so if you don't implement discipline, those other two will fall off.
0: Well, I thank you for sharing your real and raw and vulnerable story because I can relate to it and I'm inspired by it. So I hope that everyone listening today can take something from it. But I have time for one more question. And it's my signature question that I ask all of my guests. And it's pretty simple. If you could turn back time and talk to your younger self, what would you tell her?
2: stop putting your value up for measure stop allowing
1: others to decide whether you're valuable or not take your measuring stick back because your worth is immeasurable furthermore stop allowing anyone else to put a currency on your head when you were a priceless queen i want you to pick your crown up and say i'm not for sale i can't be bought because you can't put a price tag on my greatness i'm not too much i'm more than enough
2: and i will not turn my volume down on my shine because it's too bright for you so pick your crown up and you walk tall and you show others how to do it with you beside you that is what i would say to myself to that girl who sat to cafeteria alone just wanting someone to care. And one day you're gonna meet an amazing man who's gonna remind you, you mattered all along and you didn't need anybody to validate that. And he will tell you, stop hiding. And together you will create an amazing baby boy who was told he wasn't gonna be compatible with life and
1: who now is your Tasmanian force who will
2: inspire you to finally go for it, speak up, and be you. That's
0: why I tell her. I just want to thank you so much for being here and sharing vulnerably with us and inspiring us. So where can everyone find you? How can they work with you? Give me all the deets. Yes. So still blubbering y'all. She got me,
1: (laughs) my Instagram and TikTok is at, I am Christina Sims. My Christina is spelled with a C H R one M like the video game for those of us who have gamers in our family. I help women define and build their personal brand. So I do have one-on-one coaching if you're available. And I also have a VIP experience called Pitch Your Brilliance, in which I help you define your thought leadership program and how to leverage the media to magnify your brilliance because the world needs to hear it. Also for my Empire on a Budget ladies who, you know, we're bootstrapping. No more, that's how I got my start. I have a template shop called Empire on a Budget, and it has business templates, pitch templates, Email marketing templates, you name it, it's in there. You can also find me on my website, www.mommeetslife.com.
0: Thank you so much for being here and being a part of this conversation. I love you. I celebrate you and I thank you. So, so until next time, thank you, Queen. Until next time, everyone.